We, we live. We in this. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Sean? How you doing? What's up, everybody on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube? Um, welcome to another episode of uh, Generation Orange. I'm your host, Mark Segovia, alongside my co-host, Sean Ringro. Sean, what's going on, bro? Bro, I, I am hurt. I, I am hurting <laughs> inside today, this week. Yeah, man, I bet I won't get to that, man. But everything else, how's, how, how's work and life and the personal life, everything good? You know, I can't complain about work. I can't complain about personal life. Uh, things are moving and grooving. And, uh, you know, we, we got a Dynamo game at home coming up very soon. Been looking forward to that for four weeks, it feels like, if not longer. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. And, uh, hey, how about them dash? Four, three. Sure, man. For sure, we'll be doing uh, this last like, game as well. And but um, you know, you speaking about the Dynamo, and uh, obviously it seems like it's forever. There's been a match, man. You know, knowing that there's a U.S. Open match today that Dynamo should have been a part of. Yes, sir. Um, it just kind of sucks, you know. And then I was also I was, uh, the the last teams remaining, and it's like, man, this would have been a huge opportunity for Dynamo to maybe pick up their. second U.S. Open Cup trophy, but do those type of things this year. So, but with that being said, man, Sean, obviously the elephant in the room, man, um, we're going to start off with something that, you know, obviously dominated a little bit of the, the, the Twitter feed and the, and the social media feed for Generation Orange and for the people that follow Dynamo and the Dash. Uh, obviously it was announced uh, sometime two days ago, a day ago or two days ago. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure when it was first announced, but, uh, July at post Houston, um, new spot for those who haven't been in that, uh, there will be, a special event with one special player, Hector Herrera, introducing them to the, to the fans, you know, which is all, you know, fun and, and, and great and things like that. You know, it's always good to have those kind of events to kind of mingle with the fans. And uh, I don't know what kind of, uh, atmosphere they're going to have, or if he's going to have a, a signing session or a meeting greet or whatever, who knows, right? The only problem is um, during that exact same time, uh, a little further down, maybe a couple of miles down, down, down on the, on the, on the east side, on the other side of 59, there's going to be a match going on with the dash uh, that same day, 713, a 713 game as, uh, on top of that as well. Uh, and we all know how popular those 713 games are, you know, obviously because of the tickets and obviously the, the dollar hot dogs and the $2 beers. Uh, so my question to you, Sean, was this just a little bit of a just scheduling conflict or just somebody didn't really pay attention to uh, this, you know, to, to what they were doing when they were trying to schedule this event at post that they it would kind of, coincide and cause a conflict between supporters of both the dash and dynamo. I mean, obviously you see the flag behind you and not only has the Houston dynamo logo on there, but it's Houston dash. And obviously here in generation orange, we not only speak about the dynamo, but we also speak dash, you know, um, we had this, uh, we had engraved in us ever since, uh, Ted Siegel to, took over the team that there was going to be one club, one mentality type of deal going, going on here, you know, obviously as much as possible, because obviously with, with, with everything going on and, you know, um, 
we try to make it as much as a one club, one identity as possible. But we, we know that obviously MLS and NWSL are two different entities and, and things of that nature. So it's like, it can't be like there are around the world where Barcelona and Barcelona feminine are under the same umbrella as far as, you know, leagues or like Chelsea and, and, and the women and the women's team in Chelsea under, are under the premier league umbrella. Uh, but John, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you take the, take the rain here and I'll jump in when I can. Uh, your thoughts on the on the conflict of uh, of July first? The conflict of July first. You make it sound like an Independence Day type thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, when it first came out, uh, you know, benefit of the doubt, kind of thought about it a little bit. All right, you know, hey, uh, it's probably just a matter of you know Dynamo not communicating with the Dash. But then I started thinking about it. If that's the case, if it's a matter of Dynamo not communicating with the Dash, that tells me two things. Number one, the Dynamo don't communicate with the Dash. So how are you treating them as one club when you're not even sharing communications between each other about a home game that's been scheduled for at least a couple of months, if not longer? So it's not like you shouldn't have been able to just go look at the calendar and say, oh, right, the Dash have a match at home. I would feel tremendously different if this was an away match, but it's a home match. So, you know, it, it hurts me because what I'm seeing is exactly what I feared, which is a lot of puffing out the chest that we're one club, puffing out the chest that we're going to support the dash, puffing out the chest that they're being treated equal. But then when it time comes time to truly prove that out and be willing to put the money where the mouth is, it ain't happening. And what I mean by that is I look at this and, and, and I can't help but sit there and go, how can you claim that when you are making fans of the Dash who may also be fans of the Dynamo or vice versa, pick between one or the other. You've got the 713 night that you already had planned well in advance as well. You knew that was a big deal for the Dash at home. And this is a huge event for uh, Ache Ache. So now you're making fans choose. So you're pulling, uh, look, the re realism here, you're pulling support away from the dash to pump up support for Ache Ache. And to me, look, if we as fans can see this the moment it releases, how can the club not at least come out and say something? Not only have they not said anything, they've refused to address it. There's been no public comment. They're just hoping it goes away and that it's just a small group of, you know, fans or just a, little bit of you know fans that 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 are the ones that are upset but i'm gonna tell you like you know yes it's not a lot of people on social media because not everybody who's a fan is on social media but i mean we've seen people speaking up and, and speaking their mind about it and and people are upset they're not look this is not a not a matter that that is just going to be okay look portland just went through a similar type of thing where they had you know events that were scheduled at the same time and they ended up having to basically postpone or cancel the event because they, they didn't want the publicity of basically, you know, saying that we don't really care about the women's team because it's more important. And here's the message. It's more important that we hold this event with Ache Ache. Even if there's scheduling conflicts, it is more important to hold the event with, the event with Ache Ache than to provide 100% full support for the Dash. Period. End of story. There's nothing you can say to defend the Dynamo with that in mind. 
I'm gonna. Well, I'll tell. I'll tell you what. What. What the. Uh, I guess what has been announced from the Dynamo uh, as of right now. I mean, obviously they're showcasing the fact that they're gonna be doing upgrades to PNC Stadium, um, brand new mesh seating for the for the for the for the club uh, to kind of help alleviate the the warmness of the seats and things like that. Obviously, we don't worry about that because we we stand at the at the matches, but uh, you know. <laughs> Sean, you know, I, I have to agree with you to a certain point. You know, obviously, yeah, I feel the frustration in you, you know, obviously knowing that, you know, you know the dash, they've always kind of been the back burner, obviously, from, from the previous regime and things like that, you know, and obviously they, you want, you, we want to support the, the ladies, you know, we do the show and we always try to make it, a, 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 we always try to make an effort to have dash news on here when we do, when we do our shows, right? And and we try to make sure that we uh, that we support them and we let the people know what's going on as far as matches and who scores and what's going on with which late with which girl and and and, and et cetera et cetera. Um, to go a little bit of a, on the devil's advocate here side, sure. I mean, I think the the Achi Achi event obviously you no, know, I think there's a lot of different variables that we need to take into consideration. Obviously, yes, the dynamo the dynamo can easily go and say and just scrap the event and you know and just you know do that 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 would be kind of i guess the just hey let's just not do it but but at the same time i think the dynamo are looking at this as an opportunity where i think for the most part um the fans who have spoken on social media who have who have uh you know obviously replied to to our tweets you know and commented on our dms and things like that you know i think those fans are, will be at the magic for the dash i think this event is more to gather people who are not necessarily dynamo or north dash fans and bring them over to this event even though it is even though there is a, a link for anybody to to kind of you know go in there and hope to get a ticket for the event you know, but I think they're hoping that the majority of the people who are going to click that link are fans of the Mexico national team, uh, Atletico Madrid fans, Porto fans, or, or you know, Pachuca fans from when, you know, obviously he, these are clubs that he played with previously. And that he would maybe spark an interest to those casual fans to where they can bring them to an event at a new place downtown. Uh, they are gonna. I'm pretty sure they're gonna have tents set up where they're gonna be selling some type of ticket, you know, or some kind of ticket package uh, over there. But you know, with that being said, obviously, still, it's kind of one of those things where I'm a Dynamo fan. I like the Dash. I support the Dash. You're a Dynamo fan. You support the Dash, obviously. A lot of people are in the same boat. Yes, I want to be at the Dash game, but yes, I also want to be at this, uh, you know, Hector Herrera, you know, uh, meet, meet and greet or whatever this uh, this event is, you know. So I kind of feel like, you know, missing out on one or the other is kind of it's it, it, it's sad, you know. It, it sucks because you feel like you're you're not a part of the, you're not a part of it, even though you try to be as much as part of the club and the culture as much as you can, as far as from a fan standpoint, supporter standpoint. So, but yeah, man, it's it's it, it's it's a tough deal. I I understand it from the business perspective of it obviously this is their their most uh well-known signing their best known player the closest other player might be it might have been just demarcus beasley as far as renownedness in in the soccer world uh so obviously you know they invested in this player bringing him bringing him in in and they're trying to milk milk this acha cows for for what it's worth you know obviously they're making they made an investment uh they're trying to get as many 
new ticket, new tickets sold, maybe new season tickets. Maybe they're selling kits at, over there. Who knows? Um, we don't know, obviously. So they're trying to do whatever they can from the, from a business pr- uh, perspective side of things to branch, you know, to obviously, you know, liven up the crowd and get the hype up, you know, that a week from that day, Achi Achi is going to be on the pitch and PNC playing for the Dynamo. Uh, it's going to happen. We've been announcing it. There's been ads. There's been, you know, propaganda. There's been, you know, all this and, and it's finally going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 somebody fumbled the ball there, but I mean, you know, obviously we know where that, that as far as Dynamo and Dash, we're not the only uh, show in town. You know, obviously there's Astros going on. There's other things going on concert events uh obviously the 713 music hall is right around the corner from there as well so i mean you know they're trying to i guess you know find a way where they can put in and make sure they get the maximum amount of people to this event that they are trying to organize with yeah it just i mean it does it doesn't matter how you frame it it is a it is a slap to the face to those fans who support both clubs or both teams. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because you, and you, you mentioned it, we have to decide, you know, for that match, are we going to the match? Or are we going to go, you know, see Ache Ache? And, you know, there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people that are going to opt to go see Ache Ache. And it's going to lessen the number of people that attend the Houston dash match. So first of all, you're losing revenue for the Houston dash. Second of all, you're not making any money on this event at post. So what do you, I mean, you know, okay, you sell a couple hundred extra season tickets. Wahoo freaking do, you know, that's not equivalent to what you could have made by hosting the event at PNC as a pre-party or as a, as a post-party, you know, whatever the scheduling was, make it work, find a way to make it work. Uh, I, I just know yeah. that as a public information, public affairs specialist, that it is really easy to put out a line that basically says, oh, it was due to scheduling issues or we had to juggle scheduling. Look, that's a cop-out answer is what that bullshit is. And I'm going to call it for what it is. And you know it. I can see it in your face. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's the easiest answer, easiest response to throw out there to say, oh, well, if we say that, they're not, you know, it'll go away because nobody, people are like, oh, okay, well, they didn't have a choice. But the reality is you always have a choice. And at the end of the day, the choice has to be, do we even host this event anymore or do we find a way to make it work? Because I feel as a Dash and a Dynamo fan, I feel slighted that I would have to choose. But then I also feel slighted because I am hyped up on Ache Ache and I would love to be in an event like that to help bring that atmosphere up to an absolute fever pitch. And instead, I'm going to be at the Dash match because I support the Dash match 100, the Dash 100% of the time. And so... Yeah, and I- you know, it, it hurts me for that reason because there's not another event where I'm going to get to see Ache Ache before he debuts. There's not going to be another event for at least a few weeks after he debuts that I'm going to get to see Ache Ache other than when he debuts and plays. So how is that supporting your already paying season ticket holders who are supporting your club with their hard-earned money and time and effort? You talk about wanting to build that atmosphere up and wanting to support the club and showing that one club mentality. Hell nah. You lost it right there with one move. The Dynamo have to back up what they say and they've got to do something. And I know it's not going to be favorable for them on the business side, but at some point, publicity has to take a backseat to doing the right thing. And that is not the right thing right now. 
Yeah, I mean, and not, not to mention, I mean, obviously you're going to start, you're going to lose some fans from going to the Dash game, going to that Ajay Ajay event. But I mean, also, I'm sure that they are expecting to have huge media presence. Oh, no, know, guaranteed, because that, that was the target of that event. It wasn't yeah, new yeah. season ticket holder opportunities. Hell no. It was to get the media out so that they could broadcast it all over the television channels everywhere. Yeah, yeah obviously, you know, you're. So this, imagine, this hold your... up. Wait, Mark, I got an idea. So you hold it at PNC before the match. Suddenly you got media at PNC for a dash match? Oh, shit. Look at what we just <laughs> did in 30 minutes. We just came up with a brilliant plan. How can yeah, you I mean, not work it out? Come on. I mean, you know, I, I've always been a component, you know, and I, and I know there's there's archives of, of past shows of what could have been done to kind of, you know, help bring in Achi. You know, obviously there's a events that happen on in European soccer where, you know, fans are able to enter and, and they do a signing on the, on the pitch, you know, and, and the fans are there cheering and things like that. And, and you could have done that and look, you could open up a couple stands, sold some beer that day, you know, and made, made some money that way as well, you know, instead of having to rent out a place, you know, and, and, and invite people to go somewhere away from, away from your money-making machine, which is just your stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it's, like I said, I mean, it's, it's, you know when you know when people get together and, and and they're excited about something and you know they're 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 more tunnel vision than they are thinking about the whole wide spectrum of things you know and unfortunately unfortunately the people who made this decision to go with this event to go with this type of event during this time period you know are obviously going to, didn't see this didn't even bother to take the dash game into consideration, you know, or, or uh, until it was kind of too late where everything's already been kind of signed, sealed and delivered because I mean, I'm sure that they had to rent this month to rent this area out. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty popular place. Obviously it's brand new. A lot of people go there. Uh, so whatever space that they're renting out there, I'm pretty sure it costs them a pretty penny. So, and, and, that, and I'm sure that, that it's, it's not something that's going to be, be able to, for them to get back if they decide to scratch it uh, now. Uh, so, but that being said, I mean, you know, so like tunnel vision can, you know, can get you so far and you can be so focused on something to do. And then you might get to that finish line, but at the end of the day, what do you knock down? What do you run over? What do you stampede over during that time period when you're, when you're, uh, when you're trying to, I guess, navigate how to deal with this first, 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 first time in obviously in history, having a signing of this stature, I guess. Sure, but let me ask you a question. You're sitting in a you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people talking it through. How do you not at least have one person from the Houston Dash in that room? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, look, I understand. Like, you know, obviously, I know that the 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 club is obviously the Dash are going to have their own president and they're going to have their own general manager and things like that. But I mean, if you're having these meetings as far as clubs go. And you're selling, you're, you're kind of selling it as, as, as you're, I mean, obviously the one club, one mentality thing, the logos are, are identical. I mean, everything about the two clubs are as about as identical as, as, as they could possibly be due to the, 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 the circumstances of obviously they're not both in the same league. Right. Um, but with that being said, then you should have both clubs in that room making that decision, you know, whether, whether, whether it was during the time, like, you know, what if this was on the other, on the other hand, you're bringing in Maria Sanchez, you know, and there's a dynamo game going on, you know, and obviously this is a huge uh, player that you're getting Mexican, Mexican descent play for a big club in Tigres that has, you know, a lot of following on their feminine team. I mean, if the, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, what, 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 what would be done then? Yeah, no, 100%. And you, you know, the, the reality is, is they've brought the dash players to the matches. 
They've not hosted <laughs> events, you know. They've not hosted events. Let's be real. They've not hosted I mean, events. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, how, how many times do we see under social media when there's a game match? Obviously, Dynamo players in the suite watching Dash games, or or vice versa, Dash, Dash players watching Dynamo games, you know, in the suites or whatever. Um, you know, it's it's things like that. Obviously, that you're trying to integrate because you want to you want to see us one one club one 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 band one sound. You know, I guess whatever. You know, that old saying from that move from that one movie, but. uh but I mean, this right here kind of just like, okay, well, some, some of uh, the people on the dynamo side got too overly happy or overly anxious about the event. And like I said, they bulldozed everything and everybody and they didn't care who they ran over. And, and that right there, I think speaks to what Robin and Mela have said a couple of times now, which is that that's been a, a consistent thing throughout the history of the club. Uh, the two teams, if you will, is that, if push comes to shove, the dash have always been the ones to get shoved. And to some extent, you can understand it because they are yeah, the yeah, smaller sure. team. But on the flip side of it, if you continue to treat them like a second afterthought, like a second team and not as part of the club that you are part of and you don't take them into considerations and things like this and events like this, you are setting the precedence that that team doesn't matter not only to you, but it shouldn't matter to the fans. You are setting that precedence that women's soccer does not hold the same place in your mind and the same value in your mind economically, and it is not equal to the men's game. You are setting the precedence that you, frankly, honestly, and, and look, I'm not faulting Ted Siegel. I guarantee you he had nothing to do with this. You know, there there are other people that probably were in that room but just didn't think about it. I don't even fault them. I fault the situation and the fact that it comes down to having to once again get upset about this and that unless they, you know, do something about it, anyway, they don't do anything. Like, okay, I get it. Don't do anything about it. But make it a, a known thing that moving forward, we are going to ensure that there is a Dash representative for every time we have a meeting about a big event that's going to, con that, you know, might potentially conflict with something. And just do it. I mean, how hard is that to do? Let's be real. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, you, that's why. That's why I'm guessing that they they're, they're, they are getting. Like I said, they hired Jessica O'Neill's the president of the Dash. They're looking for a, uh, a general manager at the moment for the for the Dash. And they so, just I mean, hired you know, a new coach. People. Yeah, yeah, and they just hired a brand new coach. Uh, but I like what what David said on on the, on the Twitch chat, man. You know that you know these this this event would be perfect to promote Maria Sanchez alongside with Acha Acha, obviously as two Mexican stars as a package, you know, as like, like we've been trying to do with the dash and dynamo, you know, you got two Mexican stars from two of the biggest, you know, uh, national teams and, and, and the respective fields from two of the biggest Mexi Mexican clubs. One thing is one Pachuca, you know, and obviously Acha Acha coming from, from uh, Europe and, and that stuff, you got to package that deal and just made it that much more bigger. But, um, you know, like I said, tunnel vision, Tunnel vision, tunnel vision, and I think you know, like I said, I don't think I don't think they did it purposely to slight the, the dash. I don't want. I, I don't agree one hundred percent for what it's worth. I, 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 I agree one hundred. I don't want anybody listening. I don't want anybody listening from the Dynamo side or whatever or Dash side of things think that we're uh, uh, accusing them of you know like putting the dash aside purposely. Obviously, I we understand that you know there's scheduling conflicts, things like that, and 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 things of that nature. But it just. From a from I'm I'm guessing from like you know Sean's perspective and obviously many other perspective other people on the chat on on YouTube and Twitch, and, you know it's 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 just it's just disheartening and and disappointing you know that 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 this situation has happened like like this you know and to obviously be called out on it the second they 
they announced the the event it just you know shows how much how much care there is for the dash and how much fans are really you know are really there focused and want to be at those games for the ladies you know um and yeah that, that's that's pretty much how i'm gonna end it uh sean is there anything else you want to add to this before we talk about the dash and what they what they're doing on the pitch are we talking about the good team now is that what we're gonna do i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh <laughs> but seriously though uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to clarify my stance. My, my, my stance is not, I would love to see them honestly cancel the event, bring Ache Ache to the stadium, make it a huge party out front or, you know, whatever. Find a way to make that kind of stuff work. Make it a big deal. I guarantee Orange you. Orange Avenue, getting... what happened to that? What'd you say? Orange Avenue, what happened Orange to that? Orange Avenue. I mean, I mean whatever. I, I don't care where you do it. Just make it, make it happen. Yeah. But. You know, if you, even if you, okay, you don't do that, you cancel the event, you postpone the event, you figure something else out, whatever. What I care about is that this continues to happen. It's not that I care about this particular event. Like I said, I truly get it. I understand it from a business perspective. I get it. If I take a step back, yes, absolutely. It has power because it's a huge opportunity to get media, you know, supporting Ache Ache, get Ache Ache out there publicly. You need to get the public appearances as much as possible. But I think if you if you take that a step further, what I want to see come of this is I want to see the Dynamo, not the Dash, the Dynamo, the club, you know, uh, the, the front office from a business side acknowledge that, yeah, we probably made a mistake and we didn't consider the ongoing events that would be taking place the same day. You know, we we can't change it now. Okay, like I said, I get that. But we are going to make a concerted commitment to making that change so that in the future this doesn't happen again. And here's what we're doing. All I have ever asked from this club is transparency at every level. I am tired of having this opaqueness where things are done behind so many closed doors that it takes a gosh darn army of network people to find out... <coughs> Sorry. Find out what rumors are even going on with my damn club. I want to know who we're talking to. I want to know who we're engaged with. This whole FAFA stuff, which we'll get to, this whole FAFA stuff, it doesn't have me worried, but I want to know. And fans want to know. And this is not the time to be opaque about this. You got to admit to wrongdoing or at least admit that, yeah, you could have done better and then commit to doing better and then tell people how you're going to do better. Until those three things are done, I feel like I am just speaking to the speaking to the wall. Yeah, man. But um, obviously, let's get some good. Let's get this. Let's, let's, uh, wave hi to Theo for me, Mark. Say hi, what's Theo. up, Theo? How you doing? How you doing? Um, so let's 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 get, let's get out to the brighter side of things. You know, obviously, the Dash are having a really good start to the season this year. Uh, obviously, last week we made the announcement of uh, well, we, we didn't make the announcement, but the Dash made the announcement of uh, hiring a brand new coach in Juan Carlos Aromo uh, from Real Betis, who, who will be joining us, who will be joining the team in July, not us per se. Maybe, maybe we can get him, Sean. Who knows? Um, but with that being said, obviously the Dash is still playing under Sarah Lodan, who's done a fabulous job. Like we've com commented on last week when uh, when uh, news broke that they were getting a new coach. Um, fantastic game and game just up and down seven goal thriller, man. Those those type of games are, don't come along too far too, too much too, too often in soccer. But when they do, man, they're so they're so great to see. And then obviously, you know, just the way the the Dash came out the second half and just 
one, two, three, you know, just laid out the knockout punch, you know, obviously the uh, North Carolina courage and they're back down. They made a little, they try to make a little bit of a comeback at the end and made the, the score tighter than what it needed to be. But, you know, it's great to see the ladies out there scoring and, and assisting and making goals. And Maria Sanchez, you know, one goal and two assists in the game, um, you know, showing why she was brought in, you know, to, to obviously help with the offensive uh, dependency that we that, that the dash kind of have when 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 Rachel Daly is is not on the squad because she's obviously in international duty with England right now at the moment. Uh, but you know, obviously her playing up front as a forward alongside Prince, who obviously the, the couple games back had a hat trick herself. So you know, the 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 attacking is there, the goals are there, man. The the defense, you know, it's just, it's just still still a little shaky, man. It's still a little shaky, but I mean, but obviously the girls are getting there and they're getting better and they're improving and improving and all that stuff. That's all we can ask for. Sean, your thoughts on the game, man? Four to three, what a uh, thriller! I I love it, obviously. But uh, the other thing I'm starting to really like is seeing uh, Maria Sanchez playing wing back uh, and how effective that can be. Um, mm-hmm. It gives her space, it gives her opportunity, and it gives her the full vision of the field to make. Uh, incredible runs, incredible passes. Uh, it, you know, I just, I continue to see that and I'm like, I need more of that. And, and, you know, we talked about it last week. That is something that Amoros is known for doing, finding other positions for players that maybe they've not played before, or they've only played a little bit, focusing on their strengths to minimize their weaknesses. And man, I tell you what, these types of situations, we're going to start seeing more and more under Amoros. And again, uh, you know, Loudon said uh, in a post interview that she FaceTimed Amoro so that he could revel in the glory of that moment together with the team and the players. And that right there says everything about how committed Loden is to make, you know, to this working with with uh, Juan uh, Amoros as well. And to me, that's just a sign of how great this team can be. Maybe, you know, this year we make the playoffs next year. Who knows? Right now we got our coaching staff in place. We've got two incredible coaches you know, and, and two incredible minds when it comes to coaching, comes to, to football, soccer, uh, you know, and and we've got the players right now. We absolutely have the players. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now the, the Dash are tied for second in points. Uh, with, I'm sorry, third, their third place right now, 15 points uh, behind uh, leader San Diego with 18, but they have a game, but the Dash have, they have a game in hand. So they're right there, man. They're right there, you know, fighting for the top of the table, which is something that we haven't seen in this club as far as you know nwsl regular season has uh, has gone but uh you know obviously i think it's it's clear for for the dash and what their objective is and, and what their goal is for the season and that's to make the playoffs that's to make some noise obviously you know during covid when they won the challenge cup how much how much uh pride and how much joy came to them you know came came towards that club because you know it's obviously the dynamo still going through a through a shit time of of you know club you know the way the club was being managed and all that stuff but the dash brought that little that bright that bright light of joy when they won that challenge cup trophy and then obviously with the with the talent that they have around you know players like rachel daly obviously uh jane campbell shea groom and all those and prince and all them and then bringing in maria sanchez we're expecting big things and they're they're they're, they're living up to it i mean like i said you know uh uh evidence sitting on the on the, on the ch- Chat that you know the back line still needs improvement, but a win is a win. I totally agree with that. You know, um, they're winning. The, the the defense is still a little shaky, but you know, obviously they they'll, they'll have they'll have they'll have opportunities to improve that and to make that better and to get better with with chemistry as 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 the season goes along. But I mean, 
there's something for me to complain about nine games in their top, their top three spots. So, I mean, uh, they're right there with, with San Diego, Portland, and Chicago, uh, ready to go fighting and fighting. And, uh, they play Kansas city next, uh, on the July 1st game, the, the, you know, at home here is seven, one, three nights. So guys, you know, seven 30, go check out that game. If you have the opportunity to on and, a Friday night, uh, but, uh, and, uh, again? really important here. Why this mm -hmm. was such a huge result. Number one, they were down early. Number mm -hmm. two, this was on the back of a tremendous beating, loss. beating yeah. by the opposition, <laughs> you know, by Portland here at home. So to do that on the road, to come back, to have the mentality, mm -hmm. to have the fortitude to come back on the road and do it in that way and still concede more goals and still keep firing and keep going after it. It says a lot about this team. It says a lot about their character. And it says a lot about these ladies. Look, that this team is becoming a powerhouse before our eyes offensively. Like you said, get a little bit of the back line working a little bit better, find ways to improve in those areas. And man, the sky's the limit for this team right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this month is, uh, you know, it was up and down. I mean, they, they started the month with a five old beating of Orlando, which, which, which was out of nowhere and, 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 we, and got us all excited and hyped, you know, uh, against angel city, uh, angel city, they tied, which is hey, a tie that's how you're, you're gaining points you know it, it was a way so a good result for those guys and then portland comes here and just just slaps the shit out of us <laughs> i mean no you didn't even put it delicately that's being again. real man it was bad i was like Ooh. yeah <laughs> yeah Ooh. kind of brought us back down to earth but then you know obviously but obviously the girls weren't faced and you know you, every every once in a while you're gonna have a game like that where something like that happens and you know, you just got to look at the, you got you to try to find the positives of that game and move on. And that's what they did. And they obviously, you know, wanted to put a whooping on, on Carolina as well. And they did that. So congrats to the ladies, man. And, you know, obviously great job with, uh, for Sarah and, and that coaching staff right now for, for, for holding it down at the moment until Juan gets over here. And I'm sure with Juan, you know, with his expertise, he's going to be able to input more things and maybe more formations and different types of, of tactical advantages for the, for the, for the squad to kind of, to better improve the, the, the talent and showcase the talent of the players that he has on the pitch. So, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited though. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to uh, the dash making the playoffs this season. I think it's one of those years where, where the dash are out there. And then obviously you know how playoffs go, anything can happen in the playoffs. So. That's for sure, especially NWSL playoffs. It's only two matches. Yeah. So, so you know, they could be left in the second cup here, you know, if, if we're lucky, man. So, uh, but, Sean, anything else you want to add about the dash before we move on? Nope, that's it. All right. Unfortunately for the guys, their game against Orlando didn't go quite as well as the dash game against Orlando did earlier in the month. Um, they went to Orlando City. Well, Orlando to play Orlando City, uh, and they <laughs> the city of Orlando, if you will, the city, the city of Orlando, the city of Mickey, um, and they ended up losing two to one against Orlando City. Um, I have a couple questions. I mean, I, I think after the game, watching that game, it was a bit frustrating seeing the lineup that was was chosen uh, ahead ahead of the watching the, ahead of the match. Um, and then obviously when they were playing the, everything that, everything that I thought could go wrong with the lineup was going wrong in the first half. Um, as far as no creativity, 
no, no, no passes, you know, forward for the forwards to be able to create or, or actually do anything as far as scoring goals. Um, was doing uh, their their job, you know, um, but the 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 the, the, so the team selection for that for that game just it was a little sus to me, um, and I'm not sure what, what what the thought process was. They were coming off international breaks, so I mean you had everybody for the most part uh, ready to go, healthy. I mean, except for the, a, a, a couple of guys who were international breakers, like maybe Darwin Saran, you know, obviously playing for Salvador and and um, and uh, Ferreira, who was why he went to Japan, but he but even he started, so it wasn't that big of a deal. So uh, I'm not sure what went into it. I mean, Sean, I'm going to ask you to put your follow hat on and tell me, man, what what, what 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 was the deal with that selection? I mean, you had Corey Baird, who unfortunately, you know, and I'm not trying to be negative towards the guy, but bluntly speaking, hasn't done a darn thing this whole season. Uh, Memo, uh, man, he's right. Honestly, I mean, you know. He's shown a, a little bit here and there uh, as of late, but still overall 15 games, only one assist. I mean, that's, 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 that's pitiful, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I just, just to just be blank, you know, Sean, what's up with this team selection, man? What, what was going on to the head of Paulo when he made this decision? You, you know what I'm seeing a little bit is something that Amoros talked about in that interview I mentioned last week um, <clears throat> about coaches that try to force players to play a specific way instead of trying to see what a player is is capable comfortable and already has a strength in doing what their strengths are um and and i see a coach that's trying to find ways to mitigate weaknesses but not opening opportunities for strengths to be you know to to be the run of the game um you know Corey bird Mm -hmm. is not (laughs) the not a winger uh, I don't know how else to put it. He's just not a winger, and he's not been a winger, and we need to stop trying to make him into a winger. Uh, and, and when he cuts inside, you know that you've got nothing nothing brewing. Uh, Memo, he, he doesn't belong on the pitch, let alone anywhere on the pitch. Uh, you, know, you know, middle of the pitch, side, you know, wing on the pitch, it doesn't matter. And Memo just doesn't have it anymore. I don't know what's gone. I don't know what happened. Maybe MLS just caught up to him finally. Uh, in terms of the quality of opposition. Uh, but, you know, memo ceiling has been reached. And, yeah, he's going to have a match every once in a while that makes you go, oh, man, that's why I was so hyped about him. And then he's going to have four or five matches after that that make you go, oh, right, now I know why I was getting so depressed about him. Uh, and, and so, you know, if you got those players like that and, and you keep trying to, you know, mitigate their weaknesses as much as you can. Memo's big weakness is he's not a middle of the pitch player in terms of he can't control the midfield. He does, He's not a possession player. Uh, so you put him higher in the pitch. All you're doing is trying to avoid his weakness. You're not trying to play to his strength. You're just trying to avoid his weakness. His strength is not passing realistically. His strength is not being a 10. He's not a vision. Oh, Mark is gone. He's not a vision player. I'm looking at the top left feed. You know, he's not a vision passer. He's not a creative passer. He'll have a moment every once in a while, but for that one moment, he has nine moments where you're just like, how can you not see that? Memo, how do you miss a sitter in front of goal? Memo, how do you miss the open guy that's right next to you? Memo, how do you get 1v1 by a defender who's a terrible defender? Uh, I mean, it's just... I sit here and I look at the the shape of the team. I look at the the way the team is playing right now. And and I do trust in Paolo, I think, long-term. But I think what I'm seeing right now is just a lot of players that 
are not adequate to what Paolo specifically wants to do. And like I said, you know, I, I look at that interview from Amoros, and I think that's a guy that that understands soccer. In, in soccer, you can't just mitigate players' weaknesses. You have to play to their strengths, and you have to give them opportunities. Maybe Memo's not a central midfielder or a winger. Maybe he's somewhere else on the pitch. Again, I really don't think Memo is. But maybe Bird is not a winger. Maybe Bird needs to be in the middle of the pitch somewhere. I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's a ton of other players that should have started over those two in particular. Um, you know, it just wasn't, man, I was done with Memo, like beginning of the season after the first three matches, I was like, what is this? I'm done. Memo's showing me nothing. Um, yeah. And, and I agree with you. See, you know, it's hard for me to buy that, that we were resting players, regardless of international play. We should have been able to field our best 11 for the first 50, 60 minutes. I'm going to agree with you. Um, you know, Cantero over Memo should have been a no brainer. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I get why, you know, Coco couldn't have been out there, but you can't tell me the difference between when Coco plays and doesn't play right now. It is night and day difference when he plays his quality on the ball makes me realize just how poor memo is with the ball. Um, and I think maybe that was some of why we were all so hyped about memo for the last few seasons is because who else did we have at, you know, in the center of the pitch besides Boney? or besides Seren, you know, that was good enough to show us what a true central midfielder could be. Um, and, and I think right now, you know, you guys are talking about the Fafa stuff, and maybe Mark will come back when his internet gets figured out. He was telling me he forgot to buy an ethernet cable. Even though he talked about it last week. Oh, I got to admit him in. Oh, nope, he's still not there. All that, he's still not there. Uh, oh, there he is. There he is. What's up, Mark? You're frozen. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it was one of those things. Yeah, I'm gonna make the uh, uh, priority to go get the Ethernet cord that I need. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I was just in, listening into a couple things that you're saying about Corey Birdman and, and if. And, and and what they say on the chat, how birds start over Fafa. Well, first of all, I think Fafa is no longer part of the team, to be honest. Um, so let's talk about that. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Fafa in the situation there. You have the players on that squad who could have been. Okay, I mean, you have players like Diago who you brought in. You have players like Thor who you, who you, who you spent a, a high a high pick on. You know who could play who played winger. And did a great job in his last game as a winger against the Galaxy, where he scored his first goal. You know, so obviously you have options. You have different options. Um, so the fact that Barry was still there, you had Pasher, you know, on the bench. You know, and 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 Pasher is motivated, man. This guy, I mean, man, my praises to Pasher because he's a he's a professional, professional, professional. This guy, his you fight, have to his, be, his, you have to be a professional to make your way from and through USL. After what you know, because he was in MLS before, and then he got yeah. he went to USL. He plied his trade in in USL, and he got better. He did the thing yeah. that Memo hasn't done, which is actually prove that he belongs playing in MLS. Exactly, and, and and this guy, you know, obviously had a hot start last season with being under tap. Unfortunately for him, you know, I mean, he gets selected to the Canadian national team for the Gold Cup, you know, and then when he comes back, he has this mysterious lower body injury that kind of just craps out the rest of the season, whatever. Right. But, you know, 
he's he's done his preparation, he's done his his workout, his training, whatever, and he's gotten back into shape. He's gotten back into he's gotten back back to the passion that we saw at the beginning of last season. Give the guy a shot, man. You know, give the guy the opportunity. Like Bear, he can't he he can't do anything worse than what Bear has given you. There's no way possible. Patrick has already scored a goal and has two assistants in the season, so he's already done anything bigger than what Bear has done for you as a, as far as stats go. So I mean, give the guy an opportunity for for, for goodness sake. I mean, this game against uh uh, uh or who is it playing this week? I lost it on top of my head. Chicago. I, I'm expecting to see Passion starting starting eleven. You know, did you say Patrick or Passion? Because I better see both from this starting eleven. Well, I, I'm, I know I'm going to get passion for Pat from Pasher. I know that that guy comes in with with a whole bunch of passion. So I'm, I'm so I'm I'm not worried about him. I just need him to get on the pitch. That's that's I just need Paolo to give him an opportunity to put him on the pitch. You know, and and, and I need I need Thor on the other side or or you know wait you know and wait. Then have you come over Thiago. to my side? Have you come over to my side? Are you now willing to proclaim Thor as the heir apparent at left wing? Are you finally I mean, willing I mean, to admit it? Well, I'm not saying the heir apparent. I mean, I mean, come it, on, it, he is right now. Look, 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 right. I mean, look, he he pro- he's proven himself. You know, yeah. every time he's he every time he's come off the bench to to shadow uh, Seba, so whoever else he comes on, he comes in there motivated. You see that he 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 wants to score. He goes in there trying to make a difference. We about to lose Mark again. And, you know, he he was given a shot in the Galaxy game. I that. God, man. Man, your, your internet is like, oh, yeah, no, no. buddy. You need yeah, to like, I know, I know. you need to go, you need to get a knock on some doors and be like, hey, can y'all stop downloading porn? Because I got to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, though, yeah, uh, you know, C says Pasher is his plus, plus a goal incoming. I think you're right. I really do. You know, Pasher's playing really well right now. And I think he's creating chances uh, and, and opportunities, not only for himself, but other players. Uh, the Sebas goal. Thank you, Sebas, for just you know something. Uh, and Sebas oh, is a man. player. Sebas is a workhorse, and, and Sebas is never going to stop working. And Dude. I wanted to say this because I, I think that I think that we've it's something we've taken for granted since Sebas got here. But how nice is it to have that striker position genuinely, truly locked down, and, and to have a player of Sebas's quality and talent, and just know that we don't have to talk about that position. We know what we're getting from Sebas, game in and a game out. Imagine if we had a true creator, a true playmaker behind him. You know, like 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 I said, look, Quintero came in the second half, boom, instant, instant. You know. Um, but there was, there was more movement up front. There was more passes in the box. There was more action, right? But you have to, you, but you can't do that. You can't just give Sebas 30 minutes of a playmaker. You got to give that guy an opportunity the whole 90. This guy can play you the whole 90, right? He's a butterfly international. He's, he's getting picked up on a huge international team, butterfly, who's one of the bigger, bigger clubs, who's one of the bigger countries nation in, in South America. You invested the money to bring him in. Why would you bring? Why would you buy a Ferrari and not put no nice tires around them on them? You know, that that pass from Seca, amazing. That you know, and, and you know, like I said, right back and striker, we found our guys. Thankfully, yes, sir. Pat said, great, great job, Seca and and Sebas. We're good. We got, we got, we got. Need it, good. I'm happy. You know, 
but let's get guys around Sebas, you know? Like I said, whether right now, Pasher, he can do that. Thor, he can do that. Thiago, I can't say, I can't really say because I haven't seen enough of the kid, you know? I mean, at least give him some, you know, at least 10, 10, 10 minutes at the end of the game, match or something, you know, give him some run. You know, I haven't really seen anything up from, from him. Maybe he's not ready. I don't know. But, you know, but regardless of the fact, like I said, I'd rather give that kid who who might look kind of, you know, wet, weary on at practice because he's still getting kind of accustomed to the, the culture or, you know, bringing brand new to MLS instead of giving those minutes to Memo and, and Baird at this moment. 15 games in and only two assists from those two guys, I can't accept it no more. I'm done. I, I mean, you know, we talked about this. I was done with both of them four weeks ago, five weeks. No, no. Two months ago, three months ago. Like, it was a while back, you know? And yeah. I've not seen anything from them. Memo had this slight uptick in performance, but no numbers, no statistics to back it up. He just was playing a little bit yeah. better. And then it's like now he's crashed back, back back down to earth, and I feel like it's pointless to put him out there. And, yeah. you know, I, I you know we were, we were talking, and... You know, there's there's opportunities, but you have to be willing to make the moves. You have to be willing to say, you know, that that I'm done with Memo. You have to be willing to say that. You have to be willing to accept that you might lose a fan favorite player. You have to be willing to, to you know, accept that Ache Ache is bigger than Memo. If you can accept that Ache Ache is bigger than the Dash, oh, yeah. you got to accept that Ache Ache is bigger than Memo. Come on now. So why are you holding on to Memo? You've got nothing that you're getting out of Memo. You've got nothing that you're getting out of Bird. Why are you holding on to these two players? They're not providing you anything on the pitch. This is this is what I this is what I don't understand. Like I said, look, Quintero, he was off international break, relax himself, whatever. I know he's an older player. Why didn't he start? He's your most talented player aside from Sebas. You know, your most talented player the player who can create for other players and can create his own shot. Why wasn't he starting first and foremost? Okay, cool. You, you can only play him 60, 70 minutes because you know, he's getting up in age and you want to save him for the rest of the season. Great. Bring in Palomino. Palomino proved himself in USL last year, just like Pasher has done prior and stuff like that. Where's he at? You know, like, this is what I'm not understanding. Like, like what's going on? Like what is going on? What is this? Is the, this is it's going back to, what tab was going with the thing with tab last season like what are they looking for or whether they uh, is it is, is direction from the front office where look this is our homegrown we have to we we have to find a way to get him on the pitch and keep him there for some reason like we're not look great his story is fantastic you know he drove from however long away from, you know, to go to the academy here. He made it out, signed a professional contract, got a second contract. Great for him, man. You know, like I said, no ill will towards him. He did a great thing. You know, I have nothing negative about him as a person, you know, but as a player and as a sport of this team, I mean, dude, I, the, the, the level has risen. And unfortunately for him, he, he has, he hasn't risen with it. So we have to push him off. Yeah. Uh, you know, Palomino, I, I, I made this note somewhere else. It might've been on Twitter. It might've been in the discord, but, uh, you know, look, if, if you're not going to play Palomino and the kid has proven he's better than USL, then at least mm -hmm. trade him, at least get something for him. If you're not going to play him, you are just wasting a roster slot by him, not playing. You are wasting money by him, not playing. 
and you are forcing yourself to have to play other players because you're not playing him. And you can't tell me this kid's not ready to play. He went out there and dominated in a, in USL in, in a way that, that, you know, I mean, when I say dominated, I don't mean like, you know, the top tier star in USL, but good enough to at least make a, make multiple sub appearances for an MLS team that is struggling. Make, I mean, there is no I mean, reason to be starting memo when you at least could have put Palomino into the last 30 minutes of the matchup, you know, and let Quintero start. There's no yeah. reason that you can't be bringing on Palomino. And if, if you really truly think Palomino is not ready, then I have to question your coaching, your coaching ability. I genuinely have to question your coaching ability because that kid is ready. He's been ready for three years and we continue to, to, to sit here and have to, to like champion the cause for him because the coaching staff don't want to give him the opportunity for whatever reason. And I don't frankly care what that reason is. I'm tired of having to wait at some point. It's clear. The kid is who he is, whatever that is. He is who he is. And if the kid is who he is, let him be that he's proven that works in USL. Why can't you let him show that's how it's going to work in MLS too. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. It, That is one thing to me. That is a complete failure by Paolo and his coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously he was on to USL. The they started they started this MLS Next League, and he, I mean, dude, look, the Dino Dallas don't didn't have Beto wasn't a top scorer at, at MLS Next for no reason. Uh, Papa Papa uh, the Papa kid, he's a, he's a, he's not a top scorer for for no reason. There's somebody distributing the balls to these guys. And who was that guy? Palomino. He's he's the one. He's the he's the orchestrator of the offense and the Dynados. So he's obviously showing that he's uh, he can do Dynados without 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 any without any hesitation. So when does he get the opportunity in front of the first squad? You know when does he get the opportunity? You had U.S. Open Cup games. You didn't play them there. Nope. So I mean, like, so it's, what are we what are we doing? You're putting Memo Rodriguez, who's already had five years of time to prove himself. And to and to hopefully showcase his skills and be this great player to show what kind of academy the Dynamo have. Great, he graduated, he did his thing, he got a second contract, and that's it. I mean, your ceiling is your ceiling. That's what it is. If if, if that's his ceiling, he made it, you know. But I mean, but but look, if I have somebody else, the same could play the same position, could do the same things, and might ha- and might potentially have a higher ceiling, then I gotta put that guy in. You know, because the, the 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 possibility and opportunity of something happening greater than what I have now is more intriguing to me than having something that's that's been so so unattractive for such a while that I'm just like, man, you know, like like I said, I don't have anything towards memo, but but just the the watching them play frustrates the shit out of me. You know, <laughs> like it, it, it's it's bringing this negative energy towards memo for, to me for no reason. You know, I hear because. You. I see because I see the level of player that the Dynamo are bringing in, and I see that Memo's not there, and I'm and I'm sorry to say he's not, you know, and, and I wish he was, but he's not, and and we got to move on from that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, speaking of moving on, I like your segue there. <laughs> giving it to you, I I, I, I so, created yeah. a smooth way. You got to finish it. Obviously, so speaking of moving on, we had a lot of reports, a lot of rumors, obviously, that, that are swirling around one of our wingers, one of the key signings during the Tab era, uh, Fafa Pico, who uh, obviously 
it's there's a lot of rumors about Liga MX teams being uh, uh being linked to him. Uh, one of the clubs that I keep hearing, the one that I hear more often, is uh, Pumas. Uh, but and but obviously, but there's uh, other other clubs surrounding as well, interested in his in his services. Um, Sean, obviously, you know, obviously I know a lot of you guys in the chat, and obviously Sean, you know, obviously love to to pick at me for you know how how I treated Fafa at the beginning, you know, obviously I wasn't a big fan of the guy as well, not, not of the guy per se for the guy, but just, you know, him just being running, running and it was just nothing but outside calls. But, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the season, he ended up with decent stats as far as like, you know, 11 goals. And I think it was what five assists, you know, something like that. So he ended, he ended up the season being dynamo player of the year, which doesn't really say much for being a last place team last season, but you know, it is what it is. I guess you could be the best of the, of the sorriest, but you know, it's all good. Um, but, uh, but obviously he's not feeling it. He's not feeling his time here in Houston. He's not, he's, he's he, he wants out, you know, and the club is ready to oblige him. And, and, and that's great. You know, like I said, look, any club in the world, any club that you support, if a player doesn't want to be there, send them out, you know, if you shouldn't have any, any negative energy in there, you know, not that, not that, not to say that Fafa's out there, you know, being negative about the squad or the club or anything like that. But I mean, but if you don't, but if you have a disgruntled player who doesn't want to be there, sell them, send them out. Uh, your thoughts, Sean, on Fafa Pigo and, and his, and his uh, legacy here with the dynamo. I mean, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I hate that I agree, but I agree. Um, you know, you made the point, uh, you know, Fafa, you know, last season, there were plenty of detractors early in the season. And I kept saying, give him time, give him time. You know, I'm not saying that I know everything, but I do know a thing or two about soccer. Uh, and, you know, Fafa was a, a fantastic player last year. Uh, you know, he came into the season and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Paolo's difference of approach. Maybe it's that. Uh, you know, he's got competition at that position with Thor getting opportunities. Um, you know, whatever it is, uh, it is clear that he is disgruntled, dissatisfied, not content, call it what you will, ready to ready to make a change. Uh, and for some players, they need that change of scenery. And he wants to go to Liga MX and there's Liga MX teams, you know, that are interested. We're going to likely try to maximize and get whatever we can for Fafa. I get that. I understand that. But that isn't going to exactly create a huge opportunity for us otherwise, because the, that roster slot is going to be filled pretty much immediately by Ache Ache. If I'm no, sorry, not by Ache Ache. No, no, no. Um, but that roster it, it, slot, that roster it, slot will be open. But whatever, it'll just be a regular slot. It's just going to be a regular slot. And, and honestly, he wasn't making that much money, so it's not like you're like, you know, you're going to have a whole bunch of salary available. Um. You know, but if he if he wants to go to Liam X and there's teams interested, I mean, at this point, I'd take like three hundred fifty thousand for that dude. You know, in a heartbeat, I'd take two hundred fifty thousand right now in a heartbeat. And I, and I throw in Curry Corey Bird. I mean, you know, I, I don't need to do that when I can just trade him to a or you know intra league transfer him over to a team in USL. I'm sure he can Man. do fine there. Uh, there you, go. you know, and I'll throw RG. I'll throw Memo into that trade or that transfer. I'll let you have Memo for free because he ain't doing really good. good. But but the, the, the reason, you know, I'm, I, I sit here and I'm watching Fafa this season and I see the, I see the difference. I see a player that, you know, outwardly is trying to make it clear that he's, you know, nothing's different. I'm still giving the same amount of effort, but mentally you can just tell he's kind of, I wouldn't say checked out, but he's definitely not giving that same level of passion, that same level of 
just running until his feet fall off. Now, a lot of it is he's been uh, defended much more physically this year when he's played. Uh, and when players, you know, defenders are physical with him, he, he gets frustrated and he gets fired up and then he does something stupid, uh, you know, and, and hurts the team. Um, and then he just he, he disappears from the match for the rest of the match. Um, with that being said, I, I love Fafa as a person. I love Fafa as the player from last season. But yeah, this season, no, I'm, I'm perfectly content if he wants to go to Liga MX and the team is willing to pay for him. And it doesn't even have to be much. Then you know, uh, by all means, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. You know, slow feet don't eat. I don't give a rat's ass. You have you not know, provided anything with your damn slow feet or fast feet. Hey, and, and, and he has a pretty nice voice, man. You know, uh, I like what Evil's know. got going here. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, um, you know, it's it's uh, you know, he she showed off his singing ability, so he obviously still has a good connection with MLS and stuff like that. Still being an MLS player at the moment, you know. Uh, so you know, maybe he, has, he maybe has a future career as a singer. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, obviously, look. Um, Fafa was the key man, the key signing, the key player for the Tab Ramos era. You know, obviously, unfortunately for you know Tab at the moment with, with Matt Jordan and, and Brenner, they weren't trying to bring any kind of high end players. So that's what it's kind of what you it, it was kind of what it is what you, what you can get if you can get them grab, grab them and that was and that's what it was. So um, you know his speed, his pace, nobody can ever deny him that. You know he does run quick and fast. You know, but then. Obviously, when he's not running offside, he's losing the ball dribbling, you know, and, and like I said, and like you said, you know, obviously defenders are going to defend and they're going to put pressure on him. And he's very slight in figure. And, you know, obviously bigger defenders can push him around and he gets frustrated. So it's an unfortunate thing, you know, obviously, you know, and am I going to miss Fafa? Eh, you know, whatever. Um, you know, like I said, if you can get something for him, great. Get something for him, open up the spot, bring in somebody else, or, you know, give somebody an opportunity from Dino Dose that you think you can, but, you know, uh, or, you know, give those, obviously those minutes are going to go on to Pasher, Thiago, Thor, you know, hopefully those players and not, and not more to Corey Baird, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Like I said, you know, it's been said on, on Glenn, on Glenn Davis's show when, when he had his interview with Pat Austin that they are looking into bringing a attack, attack minded player. That's that, that is the main focus as far as bringing another player in the summer transfer window. So we'll see what they have up their sleeves. Uh, obviously uh, we only know what we see as far as mechanisms and what kind of spots they have open at the moment. They don't have an international spot. You know, they don't have a spot available until they get rid of some players. So, but obviously one, one, one move happens. Another move happens after that. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> on the chat, they say trade five, five memo to LAFC for Vela. Man, you know, I know Sean brought it up on the, on Twitter a couple of days ago about, you know, Vela being, uh, being an option. Um, I know a lot of people probably, you know, laughing at the, at, at the fact, whatever this and that, um, you know, myself, I had a little bit of a giggle when I, when I, when I saw it on there, but you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's hypotheticals, you know, it's, it's things that, you know, who knows why not? Right. If LAFC and, and, and Vela can't come to an agreement, this is his last year. He has not signed an, an agreement. So as soon as the season is over, there's no new contract extension. He is a free agent free as a free as free as you as can be. And what, and why, and why wouldn't you want to, you know, uh, bring in one of the players who's been the face of the league 
who still has, to be honest, you know, still showing out, you know, he's still one of the top five players in the league at the, at the moment at his age. I mean, he's only 31, 32, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, you know, he still has, a, he still has enough, you know, in him to keep going for another two, three years at, at the most, I, in my opinion, who knows, you know, obviously motivation and, and, and player and player, uh, uh, objectives are, are, are always, you know, up there and how motivated that player, that certain player is going to be, is always an issue, you know, of not knowing how they're going to be, but, you know, but if he is motivated, he wants to keep going, you know, why not? I mean, Bella is one of those players who can probably challenge for the all time goal scoring, you know, held by one of the last game. Maybe that's one of the things he wants to leave as a legacy for joining this league, you know, uh, who knows, or, or just be, or just, or just win an MLS championship with somebody, you know, if he, if he, if he doesn't do it with LAFC, uh, obviously with the connection with Hector Herrera now with the dynamo, it's something that maybe can be a little bit more plausible for the dynamo as far as, you know, having somebody who's actually played with them to go give him a, give him a shout, give him a call. Hey man, you know, what's up Carlitos, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm here in Houston. We're having a good time. Got, got, got a lot of good taco places, a lot of good Mexican restaurants down here. Come through. Uh, you're from Cancun. Cancun's only a two hour flight from here. Let's do it. And we got that. We got the hobby flight now too. You can go straight to Mexico. Oh, there you go. You, you ain't go, even got to go, go. worry about that. The intercontinental traffic no more. Just fly straight you, out of hobby. You, you can fly southwest, but uh, but uh, or I mean, I'm pretty sure Ted has a private jet. He can he can let him borrow for for every once in a while to trip to Cancun. I mean, look, look. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is when I brought this up, here was my thought process. You said, and I quote. Imagine if there was a playmaker serving Sebas and what mm. Sebas could do. Imagine if that playmaker was just Vela out on the wing. Ooh, Lordy. I mean, think about it. Think, think what think what think what Vela did for the career of Diego Rossi. Yep. yep. You know? Diego Rossi. I, dude, I would have Diego Rossi on my squad right now, if possible. Heck yeah. And, and, and that's because he was able to do what he was able to do because the focus was on Carlos Vela because exactly. he's the more he's the bigger star he's the main attraction right and and, and what I was gonna say and if you have Vela on the right you could theoretically play, play Pasher on the left sure that may not be his favorite position but he's only having to go at one defender half the time because. <laughs> that other defender ain't gonna be on that side. They're gonna be pushing out towards Vela and and uh, Sebas. They're not gonna worry about about Pasher on the left. Oh yeah. See, see this is this is the thing. When you have a player of that quality and, and that, that 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 deserves that has that type of attention from from opposing defenses, it opens up for everybody else. You know, dude. If we were able to find a playmaker of that caliber, not, 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 I'm not naming Bella per se, just, just a player of that caliber or higher dude. Sebas is easily a 20 goal score, a 20, a, a 20, a, 20 goals a year goal score easily. Yep. If he's scoring goals, like the way he did against, against Orlando off, off, of, off across from almost half, half the, half, half the, the pitch from Seca and scoring great headers like that, dude, easy easy if, if he's if he's getting passes and crosses that open them up and give him space to shoot easily 20 goals a season for Savas and and that's what you brought that guy into to do you know you just gotta get you just gotta give him the the the, the squad around him to, for him to be able to do it 
and look what that also would allow i'm just saying again i'm not i don't know anything so don't be like oh sure said that baylor was coming to houston no i never said that but if you do that Look, if if that happens, if you bring in Vela, if you can find a way to make it work, if LAFC are willing to entertain the idea, if you can find a way to make it work, whatever that may be, it doesn't matter. You know, you have young players that can fill into those other slots. And, and with a player like Vela on the pitch, it just, it creates opportunities for those players. And it lets those players get MLS time and you feel less concerned about what's going to happen when they're in those positions because he's commanding so much attention and so much focus that they can be who they are. They don't have to worry about anything else. So, just say it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, like like we mentioned earlier with Seca and, and Savas, right? We already know. It, it's great to know that you have positions and you can just say, oh, Sebas, Seca. Yeah. You know, no, no doubt. Without a doubt, right? And, you know, and we have other positions that maybe, you know, obviously with Hector Herrera coming in, you know, great. You know, Matias Vera is the, uh, another guy who, you know, who, who's done really well, even though he's been stuck in a, in a crappy situation with the Dynamo as far as losing goes, but he's been always a player who's come and play with passion and heart. You know, he's he's another one. Coco has been another one. So, I mean, slow, slowly but surely, we're, we're starting to be able to, hey, when we when, when when the first team lineup comes out, we can kind of, we can already tell you, hey, five of these players should be on, 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 the, on the team sheet without a doubt, you know? And and, that, and that's how you go about making a quality team, a, a, a playoff contending team, a championship contending team. Once you are able to stabilize and 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 put those players in, and they know like, hey, X player is playing here, X player playing here, X player playing here, without a doubt, you know, you that's 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 the way to go. I mean, let, that's let me the way to go. Let me ask you this question, and this is just something that popped in my head, so I'm kind of curious your take on this. Would you okay. consider? Oh man, I want to ask it, but then I don't want to ask it because I already know the comparison is going to fall short. But I'm going to ask it anyways. I'm, I'm going to just bite the bullet and ask it. Would you consider Carlos Vela like the LeBron James right now? Right now, <laughs> I'm not saying you know he didn't obviously come from high school to here or whatever. No, no, no. no. Would well, you well, consider I mean, him like the LeBron James? Like he is, you know, he's he is legacy personified when it comes to Hall of Fame right now. Yeah, I mean, look, he's the face of the league. You put you put him on any team. Instant, instant playoff contender at least at the, at the very least, you know, like if, if, who, who's, who's, who's a sorry team right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't have the standings in front of me right now, but I mean, think of, think of a sorry team right now. I mean, you put a, you put, you put a Carlos Vela on that team. Seattle Sounders? I'm just kidding. Bro. No, no, no. SKC is one of them. You, I mean, dude, you put, you put a Carlos Vela with SKC. They're automatic. Automat- they're playoff. They're playoff contenders easily. They might. They might even bump up to championship contenders. And look, you know? I'm not. I, I am not personally. I genuinely, personally, a Carlos Vela fan. I, I do believe that his best years are behind him. But I would still take eighty percent, seventy five percent of Carlos Vela. You know, whatever it is between seventy five and ninety percent, I'd still take that over. <laughs> over see, over anything we have at right wing but, right but, now. But, to be totally but, but, honest, but just but just. But you also have to understand, like, you know, soccer players are lasting longer. You know, like, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I know a lot of the stigma, a, a lot of the stigma before was you got to get rid of players by the, as soon as they get on the wrong side of 30, you got to start willowing wh- 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 them out. Players are, are going up to 34, 35, 36, 37 years old and still playing at high levels 
uh, of the game, you know? And then, like I said, and if a player's enjoying their time playing wherever they're playing at, they're going to give you that much more because that's, they enjoy going to work. They enjoy coming out there. They enjoy being, being cheered on by the crowd. You know, think about how many, I mean, obviously we're going to see a bunch of, uh, dynamo number 16 kits out there pretty soon, you know, and we're going to see a lot of Mexican national team jerseys out there pretty soon. Right. But imagine, you know, if somehow Vela was to come here, how many dynamo number 10 kits would be out there, you know, it would instantly be a top five selling kit in the, in, in, in the whole league. That's what kind of impact that type of player brings to you, you know, and not just the impact as far as marketing and all this stuff, but the impact on the pitch where it allows everybody to kind of get the pressure off of them and, and let, allow them to do what they need to do and focus on their job because the superstar is taking the load, uh, taking the load off of everybody else. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. But uh, Sean, obviously, look, we talked about the Dynamo losing. We talked about the, you know, obviously the the question, the questionable decisions that Paulo and the coaching staff have made as far as team selection. You know, obviously they lost against two, Orlando City two one. They're going to play a game this 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 Saturday against Chicago and uh, Sarah Shakiti. Though those of uh, Liverpool uh, following would know know who Shaki, uh, Shakiri is. Um, Shakira, didn't she maybe, just uh, didn't she just uh, no, no, separate no, 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 from uh, Gerard Piquet? No, 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 the other Shakira. <laughs> the other Shakira? Oh, okay, the other one. No, no, that's Shakira. Okay, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name. Shikiri, uh, no, you, you Shikiri. pronounced it right. Shikiri. You pronounced it right. Yeah, yeah. I just it's so close to Shakira, and with the, you know, it still had soccer relevance. So how could I not pass up that opportunity? <laughs> so before we get to the you know prediction of the Chicago fire Houston dynamo game, you know, obviously we want to get to the poll question of the day, which is, which is what we do every time when there is a show with me and Sean together. I know sometimes, you know, Sean's on by himself and sometimes I'm not available. Sometimes we don't do a show, but, but when we do, there's a poll question of the day with guys, we feel we're, we, uh, indeed appreciate the support on Twitter. You know, you interacting with us on these polls and telling us what you think about the questions and, you know, obviously, picking your answers, but Acha Acha comes J- July 9th, right? Between now and then there's three games between, you know, the July 9th game, the Texas Derby against Frisco FC here in, in PNC stadium. How many points in this, these three games do you think the Dynamo are going to achieve? They play Chicago, they play Portland and they play Charlotte FC. Um, so the question the, 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 the Choices obviously were zero to two points, three to six points, or seven points plus. And with 74% of the votes, people think that it's going to be three to six points. So anywhere between three ties, a win, two losses, two wins, one loss, you know, a lot of different combinations to get to the three to six points. 19% said seven points plus, which I like, I like the way y'all think. And 6% said uh, zero to two points, but we know that those are those, those Austin broccoli haters that, that, you know, follow us, you know, whatever, or Frisco haters that want to go on there and comment. But Sean, I pose you the question. What do you think? How many points do you think we get out of these next three games? And not only that, obviously, it's depending on how well the Dynamo do these next three games, it does, it puts less pressure on the arrival of Hector Herrera. So I also want you to, you know, kind of think about that as well. You know, if the Dynamo do go on and do really great these next three games, 
how much of a relief that'll be for that Texas Derby to not be so, oh man, we got to win, you know? Well, it's a Derby, so we have to win, you know, especially at home, but, but, you know, your thoughts on it. Uh, I'm going to say six points, but that six points is dependent upon the lineups that Paolo puts out and his willingness to accept that certain players are not very good and other players that haven't played deserve to be playing. Simple. Six. Simple. So, so, so who, so, okay. Some six points, that's two wins and a loss. I'm guessing. So who are they beating? Who are they losing to? Uh, they're not beating Charlotte. They're beating Chicago at home and then Portland away. Ooh, Portland Timbers. I think Portland's our second biggest rival behind SKC. I don't even think uh, Portland you know, is just Portland you know is frustrating because they always have our number. But then they but don't every number two. But every but once in a while, in yeah, party. I was going to say. But every once in a while, we turn it around on them. It's just that they do tend to have the bulk of like owning us when it comes to owning us. Like they are. But I think, but but, but I think we own them more in the important matches than they they own. I mean, they might beat us more frequently, but I think as like the important matches and obviously you know we we're talking about like their the last time we we're in the playoffs where we beat them and you know in 2017 but um but i think but you know i think i think i think it's fair to say and you know tell me if i'm wrong you know i think timbers are right up there as far as rivals for us you know i mean obviously it's you know they're they're in the north they're in the northeast and we're here in the south in the southwest i mean i'm sorry south in the south southwest. and in the northwest you know <laughs> yeah uh but um yeah, I think I think there's been a couple of uh, classic games between Portland and and uh, and and Dynamo, but uh, yeah, so six points, so six points. Obviously, right now we're I think we're at what 18 points, so that gives us 24. Depending, obviously, there's a lot of things that can happen. 24 points should, should kind of have us right there on the cusp of playoff, or you know, depending how well the other teams above us do. You know, what do you think? I mean, like it's, it's you know. Obviously, we were hoping to have a good amount, a good, a good start to where, you know, when the when time came for Hector Herrera to finally put on that dynamo kit, not be so much pressure on him to deliver to meet instant impact. Because again, he's not he doesn't play a position where we're really expecting him to be a top assist man or a top goal scorer, you know. If he if he was a if he was a DP number nine coming in or a DP ten, then yes. But I mean, but he's a DP eight slash six. So what are your, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> thoughts at all? Speechless. I, I, all right. Let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> ask me a different question. Uh, what are your, what are your, what are your predictions for this, this, this game on Saturday against Chicago? Uh, I see as I said, three, three, one, uh, three, one dynamo. Uh, the scores are Sebas, Quintero, and Pasher. So, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm feeling like uh, 1-0 Dynamo win. Against Lonely Fire, Chicago Fire, I think the last place team in the Eastern Conference? I'm pretty sure they're not, buddy. They're not? No. Man, sure. Let me pull up this Go table, check. man. I... Go check. <laughs> I thought they were, man. I thought they were doing not too good, not not too well. But I mean, I guess I haven't keep, been keeping up with my Chicago Fire content as much as I should be. What? I'm shocked. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> you know, they Guatemala Blanc. Yeah, they are. They they're last place in their Easter Conference. I knew I was. I saw they were last place. I made you question so, though. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe they're on a little streak that I didn't know about. You know, who knows? But uh. 
But one zero. So I mean, that's that's oh, man at, at home against lonely Chicago Fire. Kind of harsh. Kind of harsh, Sean. <laughs> uh, I mean, look with with the lineups that uh, Paolo's been putting out these last couple matches. Anything is possible. That's that's I don't I don't have confidence right now. I don't. Even though yeah, I the last even two... though I said six points, I don't have confidence right now. Yeah, the last two games obviously have been a, a little bit of a sour taste of especially the Orlando City because I think I think the Orlando City match they should have won. They could have won, man. I I feel like they let that game go. Um, honestly, even if it would have been just a tie and got the points, but I mean, I, I think if they would have started off with the lineup. I gotta ask, was it offsides? Man, so look, I look, I looked at every, I looked at the angles, right? And obviously, somebody posted on there it was th- obviously offside because you know, but the but but I, but, I, but looking at, looking at it through like the way the place landed, so the balls were from, from Sorrento. Yeah, so so it's like I'm like, what is this guy talking about? You know, and then I looked up the version, you know, obviously that that Darwin put on his personal Twitter account, whatever, and, and I was like, man, dude, the more that I look at it now, because at the time. You know, I looked at it and I was like, man, he just went over because I because I could have I could have sworn I saw him lean in. So I was like, oh, sh- they got they got him because of his shoulder. But when I saw it again under uh, and I'm like, dude, the refs got us again. VAR got us again. <laughs> so we've now now I feel like, man, we dropped four points based on VAR or the lack thereof. Look, and, the Dynamo are not going to get the Dynamo are not going to get respect until Ache Ache is here. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, it it's frustrating because you know we'd be at twenty two points and twenty two points is seventh place and that's right there, you know playoff playoffs. So I mean, and right now we're sitting at tenth, and we're and 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 like everybody's right there. We're like we're three points away from last place, you know. So I mean, it's 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 not like we're you know anywhere. I mean, it, it, there's an improvement. Obviously, you see the team has improved from last year, but. But as far as standing goes, it's kind of one of those things where we're kind of still, we're still kind of bottom feeders, unfortunately. So, but um, yeah, man, um, Chicago Fire, I, I, I need them to bounce back. I need them to be like the dash and bounce back and just slap the shit out of Chicago Fire and, uh, and, and show that home crowd, you know, give them something to be excited about in anticipation of Acha Acha July 9th. So I'm going to go a little bit more of a 3-0, a 3-0 win for Dynamo. Uh, I think Sebas is going to have a brace. And the other goal, who can score the other goal? Pasha. Let's go with my, my, my guy Pasha, man. He sees do My guy Pasha, let's do it. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm gonna have a little bit more optimism for the Dynamo this Saturday. I, and like I said, that's me without without me knowing who Paolo's going to choose for the team, the team selection. Obviously, if the team selection is what it was for Orlando City, then I'm probably going to have to go 1-0 or, or maybe even 0-0 tie. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, so I'm 0, Sean is 1-0. Um, but, yeah, man, um, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm look, I'm, I, I'm hoping to see a bigger crowd for the Chicago game. Obviously, with, with now we're literally a couple of days away. Oh, maybe a week and a half away from Ache Ache gracing us. Uh, so, I mean, the hype is there. I think that the, the 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 excitement is there for it. So, uh, anything else, Sean, you want to add to, to this uh, prediction or, or anything else you want to add to it? What's your bold prediction? You ain't said your bold prediction. Yeah, I said 3-0. 
Oh, that, that's your, you said it was your prediction. Three, three zeros is my prediction. Uh, a set a brace and pass your goal. Oh, all right, all right, all right. My bold prediction is oh, this, bold prediction. My bold prediction is this Steve Clark is goalkeeper of the week. Uh, oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think Clark's been top five goalkeeper of the, uh, this whole season. So, uh, no, I mean, I'm not arguing that, that, but it's still bold yeah. because I'm saying that means that the Dynamo played well defensively for him to get goal, you know, to get the top goalkeeper nod for the week. Uh, well, it'll be part of MLS mean, 11 for the week. That means he had a clean sheet. That's, I, mean, I said 1 0, did I not, sir? <laughs> All right. Steve Clark makes a couple amazing saves to help the Dynamo win 1 0. I'm going to say so, that Steve Clark ends with at least 11 saves by the end of the match. Yeah. That's a lot of shots, man. That's a lot of shots. Yeah, man. They, 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 if the Chicago's attacking like that, man, what, something's going on with our defense. I mean, we, uh, come on now. <laughs> acting well, like that well, would be I mean, yeah. acting like something wrong with our defense would be something new. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, they're they're they're, they're better improved. I mean, the goal the goal differential and the the goal allowances here is. I mean, obviously Clark has a lot to do with that. But <laughs> yeah, you think you see yeah. them stats? Yeah. He is a top five goalkeeper. He literally has yeah. you know a top five. Uh, like you know, we're still like the XGA, the expected goals against is is higher than it should be, and Clark is the reason why our actual goal number is lower. It's all Clark it has nothing to do with our defenders. Yeah, we need to get that guy an uh, uh, all-star selection. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. And Teenage has been doing kind of badly the last couple of games, man. You know, he's been almost on the cusp of a couple of own goals. He's, he wants to, I guess he will, he want to take the own goal crown from, from uh, Valentin. Valentin had to teach yeah. him something, right? So Valentin taught him how to own goal properly. I guess uh, I don't know, but I'm not liking it. But uh, but uh, Barlow and and Stairs are are doing well, so maybe we'll get a rotation there. But uh, yeah, I mean, guys, bold, bold prediction for me, bold prediction for me. Shoot, shoot, man. Shoot, shoot, shoot. shoot. Uh, let's go with Seven's hat. Let's go with a Seven's hat trick. I like that. Seven's has not had a hat trick, so it'd be nice to get his first hat trick in MLS, uh, and it'd be nice for the for the Dynamo. A uh, hat trick for once. I, I can't even remember the last time the Dynamo had a player have a hat trick. Uh, it might have been the 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 Kubo against Frisco game where it, where it really ended what three probably three years was like yeah probably was and that was and that's I, probably like two thousand that was probably like two thousand fourteen yeah it was a while back bro all I'm gonna say <laughs> is that um yeah I don't remember I had something man and it was so good and I can't remember it oh damn it. Well, you got like you got a little over a minute. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're, we're you know we're coming to the end of the show. We you know we appreciate all this love and support. You know, obviously you can follow us on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/slash/Generation Orange Show. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube now. We have our own vice URL, but you can search us on the search bar YouTube Generation Orange, and we'll be out there front and centered. Coming out, uh, follow us on Twitter at Gen Orange Radio. Uh, follow myself at Chessigoy. Follow Sean at Sean Ringros. And guys, like I said, always until Hector Herrera gets on the pitch, we're gonna throw two H's up because H Town always holds it down.